Good morning, everyone. It's Nick Augustine with Mark Scroggins from Scroggins Law Group, and we are here with an update on what is going on in divorce and family law. And uh, let's say good morning, Mark. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, I we got the blue shirt memo. So apparently, yeah, I just noticed that. That is yeah. uh, something else. Lamps and blue shirts. What, what can you say? So. So let's let's talk a little bit about what's what's going on. As as everybody can see, this is different. You know, the second one, and I'm not looking like a hobo here this time. Uh, but you know, second time that we're doing this this Zoom meeting, and and so a lot of things have changed. You know, during this lockdown business, and Zoom seems to be what is being utilized the most by the courts, um, and in in other situations. Now, I mean, we're set up. As I think I'd mentioned before, you know, we've we've always been set up to work remotely. We didn't actually use Zoom before. We used Skype and FaceTime and uh, some other things as well. But uh, Zoom has become more popular now, as everybody knows. If you've read anything, Zoom has also gotten uh, just donkey kicked with uh, their problems with security. And so there have been updates uh recently i had another update today there was a big update that was on this past friday mm. that was trying to get keep people from what they call zoom bombing things which is where they would all of a sudden get into a meeting and could take over the host position and nobody could take it back and they'd start throwing up porn or all kinds of different stuff you know which obviously can be a little bit of a shock to the senses if that's not what you are uh, expecting. Yeah. I understand that has been happening in or had been happening in a lot of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. So I'm not aware of where it has happened in uh, any court proceedings as of yet, but I think additional additional things are are happening there. So That happened to uh, one of my friends who's on the city council in Denton was hosting a meeting about questions people had about what's going on right now and everything. And yeah, right. people come in and hijack the audio and everything. So, um, yep. What what concerns, if any, for people who are uh, using Zoom with clients and whatnot? Um, if they ask, what do I need to do to be safe and secure? Well, so here's here's the biggest thing. If if anybody's ever used this or WebEx or Join Me or any of those, you know, you're familiar with. You get a meeting ID, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is uh, a series of of numbers that is the meeting that you are attending. And sometimes they had a password and sometimes they did not have the password. And so I think, um, you know, a lot of the times they did not require the password and Zoom didn't require it. And I think that's where a lot of people were running into problems. Um, you can also run into problems where people were then taking, let's say that a password was issued, they were posting it on a Facebook page or posting it on a website. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah exactly. So I writing, there's the password. Right. So as, as people can see, like when I'm talking, the little box lights up around me and mm -hmm. in the, you know, you can see my name for part of the time, Mark Scroggins. And when you talk, it switches over and does the same thing with you. So one thing I would suggest to people is if you're doing this, whether it's, you know, a happy hour via Zoom, I did a firm happy hour last week and it was really surprisingly entertaining, you know, so People are in their respective places, you know, having whatever their drink of choice is, you know, and just getting to enjoy each other. And I think people have been doing that uh, a lot as well. So here's here's the thing I would suggest. Make sure that you are only providing that information 
um, to the people that are in your group, okay? And that it's not posted on a website or on Facebook or via Twitter or something like that because that's very easy to get intercepted. And so also, look for the people that are in your meeting. If you see someone that it just shows up saying iPhone or iPad or, you know, X43291, you know, immediately ask who that person is or exclude them. The host has the ability to do that. Or um, if they if there's a waiting room sometimes, if there's a, uh, an additional requirement of registration, uh, they can keep them from ever getting in. So just stay vigilant of that kind of stuff and you should be fine. Um, so, you know, I think the, one of the important things is to make sure that we do have interaction with one another. Uh, you know, it's kind of, I always joke around and say I couldn't live in the Pacific Northwest because as beautiful it is as it is when it is not raining, it rains too damn much. And that doesn't work well for me as far as, you know, it's depressing to me. And uh, I don't, I don't do well with that. Well, you know, you can run into the same things. Depression can really hit people uh, when you're isolated, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm here with, with my wife and my, my daughter who's in law school is actually here because the university of Texas you know, is doing all their classes remotely and all this happened over what was her spring break. And so she's been staying here and, and continuing to do everything. But there's some of us, you know, who are there all by themselves. And so that's hard, you know. And so I would suggest that as, uh, you know, as good members of society, it behooves us to reach out to others and ask, how are you? You know, and not just the bullshit, how, how you doing kind of thing that we, that we ask, but we're hoping, please, God, don't let them actually tell me I was just trying to be nice, <laughs> but, you know, but to actually be concerned about others and Hey, how you doing? Right. You know, I think the zoom stuff or FaceTime or Skype or WebEx or any of those, I really like those because there's something different about actually seeing a person as compared to just hearing their voice. So that is, uh, that is one thing that, that I would, I would say that, you know, is probably a good thing to do. So if you are, if you are at home and all you, you know, it's just you and the kids, you know, make sure that you are taking care of yourself, you know, reach out to others. Don't try to be a hero you know, make sure that you're doing okay. Because when you're locked up all the time, it's, it's rough, you know, even just a little walk outside where you can see others uh, can really be helpful. And exercise, I can't stress enough. And yesterday when I was, I took my boat out in the lake, make sure everything works right. And I had the audacity to brave the cold water, cold water. It wasn't actually that bad, but I was in the water for a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and then I noticed when I was climbing from that, that ski, uh, the ski ladder from the back of the boat and trying to climb back up onto the boat was much harder than it normally is. And I realized it's because my exercise has been going from my home office to my kitchen, to the car, to go to Chick-fil-A and back. I'm not getting, I need to start getting out and walking. And a lot of people just getting out and getting that fresh air and that sun, it, it, it's a great relief the other day i drove and took a picture of the boat ramp was open just to just to get out and like see some fresh air and sun and it's an amazing difference and there's people out walking around and all this and you know when you talk about some of the people at home 
um, especially if there's, I think of a single mom with some kids who's at home right now, maybe going through a divorce or going through anything. And if you watch the news or interact with people on social media, you're getting a whole different variety of information and thoughts as to what's going to happen, what we can expect. Some people are talking about extending shutdowns for a much longer time. And I just, I, you know, people are already going through a tough enough time before this have got, I just have to be wondering like, who's going to, we're at that point of how many weeks in that people are starting to snap. And we even had a, a person who was a jumper over at 121 in the tollway the other day. Wow, I did not hear about that, but yeah. but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, it. Um, this just goes. I've always had a bit of the lone wolf kind of kind of deal. So I've got a very very relatively small group of very 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 close friends. Um, and then I have a lot of people that are friends, but you know, not to the same degree. Mm. Um, but it has shown me just how important, you know, the social aspect of life is and the little things that you miss, like going and sitting in a restaurant, you know, going to a football game, as you know, and probably most people that know me at all know, you know, I am the biggest university of Texas junkie there is, you know, I'm third generation to go. My daughter's fourth. I mean, you cut me, I bleed burn orange. Um, and I got to tell you, I'd be going down for the Texas spring football game. And, you know, uh, you know, there's just different stuff like that. I'd be, you know, we'd be getting into here pretty quickly um, playoff basketball. And uh, while I'm generally not a big basketball fan, I enjoy doing some of that kind of stuff, you know, and uh, uh, it doesn't break my heart that baseball isn't playing because I don't really care. Uh, but it's too slow for me, but, um, uh, I shouldn't say that I enjoy it every once in a while, but, uh, but it just shows how important it is that, that we mix with others. So one thing I would say is, you know, with the being <clears throat> locked up, so to speak, uh, it's kind of like when you're sick, okay. When you're sick, emotions run higher. It's the same thing when you're locked up and your mobility is, is cut back. You know, the emotions run higher. You're, you're not as patient with other people. You, um, you know, you can be prone to depression. Um, you know, so do a little self wellness check and uh, realize that, you know, what your head is telling you might not be the truth and check in with others, talk to others. Now, so those are just some little tips. I think the exercise is huge. As we've talked about before, um, you know, I've got a home gym uh, because, you know, I belong to Lifetimes, I belong to Cowboys because of the Cowboys Club and stuff. Mm. Um, and I never, you know, I used them, but I would always, I was too damn busy to get there as much as I wanted. Right. So having the home gym is really helpful for me. And one of the best things I've ever bought is a Peloton bike. And that thing is phenomenal. Um, and so here's the thing. If you've got the money to be able to do that, there are deals to be had right now on these with a lot of, you know, 0% financing and freebies for a period of time. So there are things out there that you can utilize, but the easiest one is what you talked about, which is just go outside and walk, you know, a 30 minute walk three days a week, you know, makes a huge difference. If you listen to the American Heart Association and some others. Well, uh, and so, especially right now when people are, people are going for comfort, food and comfort beverages 
And I posted the other day, I said, if you are having too much comfort food and comfort beverages in drive-through, you know, like our sugar levels have got to be, I mean, we got to like all watch, we're all going to be like, you know, battling diabetes before this is done. Well, that's, uh, that's very true. Eat healthy. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's something different. So, um, so let's talk about that and kind of how that dovetails into, you know, when we're all in lockdown and the emotions run higher and, you know, and sometimes, so where I'm going with that is this lockdown does two different things. It can either make or break your marriage or your relationship. It can also make or break the relationship that you have with your former spouse or, you know, uh, other parent with your kids. You know, I am seeing that some people are really trying to use um, the coronavirus to jack with the other, uh, the other parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading something in a group uh, that I'm on on Facebook with a bunch of other family lawyers that was talking about um, someone keeping people, uh, keeping a child away because there had been a distant touch with someone who had tested positive for Corona, but not, uh, you know, not the other parents, not something like that, where it was just like, no, I'm withholding, I'm not going to turn them over. And, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the science. It has everything to do with jacking with that other person. So think long and hard before you do something like that. Make sure you call a lawyer that knows what the hell they're doing that can walk you through that and talk about how is a judge, once they get to this, how is a judge going to react to that? Okay. Um, my gut tells me, although I have not had one of these hearings yet, uh, is that it won't be favorable unless you really can back up that the child or children are at serious risk. So, you know, now having said that, I've also seen some things that are really, really cool that people have done where you've had some doctors and nurses that uh, are treating people that are sick with, you know, COVID-19. And so what they have done is they have said, I'm not going to, you know, you're going to go stay at your other parents' house until all this shit blows over. And we know that, you know, I'm safe, which means that you're safe and not at a high risk of getting it. That is the epitome of co-parenting and doing the right thing, you know? So, uh, so there are lots of good, good and bad there. Yeah. You also wonder if people are going to say, well, temporary insanity. I didn't know what I was doing. I was all, <laughs> you know, I wasn't in my right mind. Sorry. My blood sugar was too high. Oops. Um, you know, that's, that's interesting. That doesn't, that doesn't come into play on the civil side, but I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, uh, if that comes up on, uh, on the criminal side. Hell, we ought to bring Bruce Isaacs in here and ask him if he has heard of anybody using the COVID-19 defense. Um, is it a good idea? <laughs> you know, so I think it's really, really interesting and, uh, you know, is, is possible to, uh, would be possible to do so. Very, very interesting. So let me mention, uh, we kind of went off on a tangent of, you know, self-care and, and things of like that. I think that's really important. We really haven't talked about that. Um, but I think that is of the utmost important. But let me just reassure everybody out there that, look, if you are in a bad situation and you need to do something about it, you still can. Okay. If you, if you are you know, if you are subject to family violence, if, uh, you know, and they call it family violence because that also encompasses anybody that's in the household, 
you know, and so if, you know, you need something like that, the courts are dealing with all of those things, okay? The courts are dealing with them in different ways, depending on what county you're in and what particular court you're in. I think um, Collin County and Denton County are um, uh, a little ahead of Dallas in, as far as the adoption of the uh, video hearings and stuff. So it, it seems that it got rolled out to them quicker. Uh, so they are handling things a lot more quickly. Dallas was, at least, and I'm not sure if they they still are trying to do this, but they were at least uh, doing some of these essential hearings, which would include protective orders uh, or family violence type situations. Well, uh, a if you think about child endangerment and family court uh, situation, a child endangerment situation, uh, they were actually doing some of those in person. So um, I think that is getting to be more difficult in light of, you know, how tight the lockdown is, has been and 10 people and how do you do that? And how exactly do you figure out 10 people? Is that, you know, in a courtroom and how many people in the hallway? And, you know, so it gets a little difficult. So, uh, yeah. but most the of this stuff- on The X is on the ground of where to stand. You stand over right. there, and over there. Right. So, I mean, so you, not to be funny, but it's doable. It is. Now, the other thing is, uh, you know, Collin County and Denton County are doing the vast majority of this stuff uh, by Zoom, although there's some that are saying they'll do, a, you know, they're, I was on a, uh, on a video conference with a bunch of the courts in Denton the other day, and, you know, a couple of the judges were saying, hey, we're down here ready to handle what, whatever we need to, as long as we don't have more than 10 people in our courtroom. And so, you know, that tells you that they're, it, this all can be done. Now, your non-essential hearings, um, you know, aren't going to happen. So what's a non-essential hearing? Well, typically temporary order hearings are not getting heard, at least in Collin County. In Denton County, I think that's a little different. Um, a couple of the judges were saying that they've actually got time to, to handle some of those. So I don't know if that has changed, but that was the case as of about a week ago. Um, so you know, you can find out this information by reaching out to, you know, an attorney. And if you're in a situation where you need to do something, it can be done. Now, the other thing that you might want to do is if you are like, okay, look, this being locked up has convinced me that this marriage or this relationship is going nowhere. You should talk to a lawyer about doing some planning. If it's like, okay, look, there isn't any family violence. And he or she may be an asshole, but I'm not ready to do something right now because trying to force a move out or doing something after, you know, something has actually been filed is difficult when we're still living under the same roof. Um, you can do some divorce planning. Okay. You know, and what do I need? What do I need to get a hold of from an evidentiary standpoint? Are there lots of separate property claims? Do you own a business? Do you own 23 businesses? You know, do you own rental properties, you know, when were the rental properties bought, uh, you know, so all kinds of different things that are important to look at that you can do as far as planning goes. Good to know. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully people can see, okay, we get a, we got a, a cat walking through. That's all right. right. That's right. All right. It's 2020. <laughs> there you go. Working so, home, baby. You know, and the, it, I mean, it's, you know, you're home with everyone right now, pets, spouse, everyone else. You know, I also wonder, you know, about people who might have had a job loss along the way. I mean, 
most of us are lucky enough that what we're doing is, you know, we still, we're still going with everything. But um, if you had someone who was a spouse who had a, you know, restaurant that's running out of supplies, not able to, you know, keep up all of a sudden everything would be well. I mean, that things like that can really test a marriage. So, you know, I wonder. It can. I really feel for those people that are in the service business. And when I say service, I mean, we're in the service business too. But I'm thinking, uh, uh, I was thinking more along the lines of, uh, I'm sorry, I just had something come across my screen. I hate it. I can't get that to uh, quit doing that. Um, and now I've just lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> People in the service industry lost their jobs. Oh, yeah. So restaurant, restaurants more so. So like where you said where they can't get the supplies. The supplies, I don't think, are really the problem now. The issue is... Uh, you know, with people not being able to come down and, uh, uh, you know, go to lunch or go to dinner, I mean, with the, you know, takeout, curbside, uh, or delivery, those are what the options are now. And so, um, Linda and I went and picked something up from uh, uh, a little place the other day, and there were three, you know, three people working. So, if you think about what does their staff typically look like? Right. It's at least 10, you know, at least 10 to 15. I mean, I think about a number of other restaurants and those people are hating it. So you got to hope that, the, uh, you know, that, that the government is going to introduce something else that is going to help there. Let me make one other uh, thing. And I'm sure, you know, everybody's probably heard this, but for friends and clients and folks out there who are business owners, um, that are not in the restaurant industry, um, there are different options out there. There's this uh, uh, payroll protection plan that is in, in place. It's uh, slow. You know, you got to find uh, find a, a, a bank that is going to be able to help you out there because you, you've probably read stories about like Bank of America and Wells Fargo and a bunch of others basically saying we're servicing our, our clients first before we take anybody that is not a, a current client. Um, and then there are also the economic uh, injury disaster loans associated with COVID that are available uh, out there. There's some low overlap in what those, uh, what kind of monies those provide and for what, uh, but they're both out there. Now, the one thing is, it is a first come, first serve. And so you need to hurry up and get in line. Um, but uh, those are some things that are out there. And I think I read, I read something last night that was talking about they, the amount for these PPP loans that was set aside was $349 billion. And it has quickly been determined that that is not enough. Uh, and I read something yesterday talking about adding an additional $250 billion to it. So I don't know if that is something that they had where they could just apportion that differently or if it's where they had to go back for, you know, phase four as they have talked about. Um, but the point is, do some research. You know, it's easy for financial stresses really get to people, but do a little research. And there's some things out there. You know, you hear about stuff with with the mortgages and you know getting some relief out there. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know to what extent that is that is correct or not. You know, um, I imagine that you see more of that on the residential side than you do on the corporate side. You know, so I, I can tell you that 
we've got, you know, we've got our big offices in Frisco and Dallas. And I reached out to both of our uh, landlords and asked, you know, so what are y'all doing at this time? Are you just rolling uh, rent payments to the end and basically extending the, extending the lease since the offices can't really be used? And their answer was, nope. <laughs> you know, uh, we've got obligations just like everybody else. So everything's right. got to be paid. So, you know, I don't see the, uh, I don't see there being a whole lot of relief in the commercial area, uh, unless those people are really, uh, their feet are held to the fire. Luckily, you know, we're, that's not an issue for us, but, uh, but I still find it to be bad business on their part. Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of challenges out there for everyone. And, you know, as these things do hit, our, you know, families and small business owners and people trying to figure out, you know, it's can, can a, you know, when you look at a marriage, like a marriage takes work, can you sustain this? Or, you know, we usually, when we talk about things in the beginning of the, the year, January, we always talk about, you know, you were stuck for, I mean, how many days with your, with your husband or wife and, uh, you know, having stress over that. Um, you know, now imagine this, I mean, this is an unprecedented deal. So I wonder how many people might on a positive note, um, learn more about each other, you know, seek out some marriage counseling. I'm sure you can zoom with the therapist, you know, a lot of mental health people are there to find out like, do you really want to kill your spouse or are you just annoyed that you can't get away from them right now? Because you will be able to get away from them and do your own thing too. Pretty soon, you know, we get to just see how, you know, how much time we really spend. You really get to know someone real quick when, a, you know, it comes like this. I always used to say when dating, you know, you got to date someone long enough to have them hit the skids with something bad. Um, you know, kind of like learn how people handle things, you know, because everything would be happy and rosy for a, you know, for a while, but we're all, we're all very good at keeping our, keeping our Superman capes on and keeping our guard up and keeping our face. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, thank you. Uh, I hope this was helpful to, uh, to a lot of folks. I mean, this was, you know, not, not our typical, uh, zoom podcast or podcast in general, you know, that, uh, this was a little, more touchy feeling and everybody, you know, take care of yourself, do those things that are necessary because in this strange time, man, that is really important. And, um, you know, especially with people feeling down and getting depressed. And then the problem is that you feed that with other things, whether it's, you know, alcohol or drugs or food or sex or gambling, and all of those can have serious ramifications to a relationship and to you personally. So take care of yourself, seek out the opportunities that are available out there. Um, you know, most doctors and lawyers are up and doing, you know, uh, stuff via, you know, some sort of teleconferencing. So there's stuff out there that, that can help. So reach out if you need it and uh, be safe. All right. Well, Mark, good to see you and we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.